0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Preparation for the Christmas season can often feel busy and frantic, but it doesn't have to be this way. Keep listening to hear more about Betty Dickinson's new book, Making Room in Advent, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP.
1: Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Inner City Press.
0: Your word is truth, your word
1: is A daily audio bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson.
0: And Akemeni Uwan. get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes
1: that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm 13. For the music director, a Psalm of David. How long, Lord, will you continue to ignore me? How long will you pay no attention to me? How long must I worry and suffer in broad daylight? How long will my enemy gloat over me? Look at me, answer me, O Lord my God, revive me, or else I will die. Then my enemy will say, I have defeated him. Then my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I trust in your faithfulness. May I rejoice because of your deliverance. I will sing praises to the Lord when he vindicates me. Ezekiel chapter 26, a prophecy against Tyre. In the 11th year, on the first day of the month, the Lord's message came to me. Son of man, because Tyre has said about Jerusalem, Aha, the gateway of the peoples is broken. It has swung open to me. I will become rich now that she has been destroyed. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am against you, O Tyre. I will bring up many nations against you as the sea brings up its waves. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and break down her towers. I will scrape her soil from her and make her a bare rock. She will be a place where fishing nets are spread, surrounded by the sea. For I have spoken, declares the Sovereign Lord. She will become plunder for the nations, and her daughters, who are in the field, will be slaughtered by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Take note that I am about to bring King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, king of kings against Tyre, from the north, with horses, chariots, and horsemen, an army and hordes of people, He will kill your daughters in the field with the sword. He will build a siege wall against you, erect a siege ramp against you, and raise a great shield against you. He will direct the blows of his battering rams against your walls and tear down your towers with his weapons. He will cover you with the dust kicked up by his many horses. Your walls will shake from the noise of the horsemen, wheels, and chariots, when he enters your gates like those who invade through a city's broken walls. With his horse's hoofs, He will trample all your streets. He will kill your people with the sword. And your strong pillars will tumble down to the ground. They will steal your wealth and loot your merchandise. They will tear down your walls and destroy your luxurious homes. Your stones, your trees, and your soil he will throw into the water. I will silence the noise of your songs. The sound of your harps will be heard no more. I will make you a bare rock. You will be a place where fishing nets are spread. You will never be built again, for I, the Lord, have spoken, declares the Sovereign Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to Tyre. Oh, how the coastlands will shake at the sound of your fall. When the wounded groan at the mass of slaughter in your midst, all the princes of the sea will vacate their thrones. They will remove their robes and strip off their embroidered clothes. They will clothe themselves with trembling. They will sit on the ground. They will tremble continually and be shocked at what has happened to you. They will sing this lament over you, how you have perished. You have vanished from the seas, O renowned city, once mighty in the sea, she and her inhabitants who spread their terror. Now the coastlands will tremble on the day of your fall. The coastlands by the sea will be terrified by your passing. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. When I make you desolate like the uninhabited cities, when I bring up the deep over you and the surging waters overwhelm you, then I will bring you down to bygone people to be with those who descend to the pit. I will make you live in the lower parts of the earth among the primeval ruins with those who descend to the pit so that you will not be inhabited or stand in the land of the living. I will bring terrors on you and you will be no more. Though you are sought after, you will never be found again, declares the Sovereign Lord. Ezekiel 28, A Prophecy Against the King of Tyre The Lord's message came to me, son of man. Say to the prince of Tyre, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Your heart is proud, and you said, I am a god. I sit in the seat of gods, in the heart of the seas. Yet you are a man and not a god, though you think you are godlike. Look, you are wiser than Daniel. No secret is hidden from you. By your wisdom and understanding, you have gained wealth for yourself. You have amassed gold and silver in your treasuries. By your great skill in trade, you have increased your wealth. And your heart is proud because of your wealth. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you think you are godlike, I am about to bring foreigners against you the most terrifying of nations. They will draw their swords against the grandeur made by your wisdom, and they will defile your splendor. They will bring you down to the pit, and you will die violently in the heart of the seas. Will you still say, I am a god, before the one who kills you? Though you are a man and not a god, when you are in the power of those who wound you, you will die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of foreigners. For I have spoken, declares the sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, sing a lament for the king of Tyre, and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the sealer of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the ruby, topaz, and emerald, the chrysolite, onyx, and jasper, the sapphire, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mounts were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. I placed you there with an anointed guardian, cherub. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked about amidst fiery stones. You were blameless in your behavior from the day you were created until sin was discovered in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I defiled you and banished you from the mountain of God. The guardian cherub expelled you from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom on account of your splendor. I threw you down to the ground. I placed you before kings, that they might see you. By the multitude of your iniquities, through the sinfulness of your trade, you desecrated your sanctuaries. So I drew fire out from within you. It consumed you. And I turned you to ashes on the earth, before the eyes of all who saw you. All who know you among the peoples are shocked at you. You have become terrified and will be no more. A prophecy against Sidon. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, turn towards Sidon and prophesy against it. Say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am against you, Sidon, and I will magnify myself in your midst. Then they will know that I am the Lord. When I execute judgments on her and reveal my sovereign power in her, I will send a plague into the city and bloodshed into its streets. The slain will fall within it by the sword that attacks it from every side. Then they will know that I am the Lord. No longer will Israel suffer from the sharp briars or painful thorns of all who surround and scorn them. Then they will know that I am the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. When I regather the house of Israel from the peoples where they are dispersed, I will reveal my sovereign power over them in the sight of the nations. And they will live in their land that I gave to my servant Jacob, They will live securely in it. They will build houses and plant vineyards. They will live securely when I execute my judgments on all those who scorn them and surround them. Then they will know that I am the Lord, their God. Ezekiel, chapter 30, verses 20 through 26. In the eleventh year, in the first month, on the seventh day of the month, the Lord's message came to me. Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Look, it has not been bandaged for healing or set with a dressing, so that it might become strong enough to grasp a sword. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look, I am against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and I will break his arms, the strong arm and the broken one, and I will make the sword drop from his hand. I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them among foreign countries. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon, and I will place my sword in his hand, but I will break the arms of Pharaoh, and he will groan like the fatally wounded before the king of Babylon. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon, but the arms of Pharaoh will fall limp. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I place my sword in the hand of the king of Babylon, and he extends it against the land of Egypt. I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them among the foreign countries. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Testament reading Acts chapter 12 verses 6 through 25. On that very night before Herod was going to bring him up for trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains while guards in front of the door were keeping watch over the prison. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the prison cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up saying, get up quickly. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. The angel said to him, fasten your belt and put on your sandals." Peter did so. Then the angel said to him, put on your cloak and follow me. Peter went out and followed him. He did not realize that what was happening through the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. After they had passed the first and second guards, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went outside and walked down one narrow street. When at once the angel left him, When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and everything the Jewish people were expecting to happen. When Peter realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, Mark, where many people had gathered together and were praying. When he knocked at the door of the outer gate, a slave girl named Rhoda answered. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed she did not open the gate, but ran back in and told them that Peter was standing at the gate. But they said to her, You've lost your mind. But she kept insisting that it was Peter, and they kept saying, It is his angel. Now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were greatly astonished. He motioned to them with his hand to be quiet, and then related how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. He said, Tell James and the brothers these things and then he left and went to another place. At daybreak, there was great consternation among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. When Herod had searched for him and did not find him, he questioned the guards and commanded that they be led away to execution. Then Herod went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Now Herod was having an angry quarrel with the people of Tyre and Sidon, so they joined together and presented themselves before him. And after convincing Blastus, the king's personal assistant, To help them, they asked for peace, because their country's food supply was provided by the king's country. On a day, determined in advance, Herod put on his royal robes, sat down on the judgment seat, and made a speech to them. But the crowd began to shout, The voice of a god, and not of a man. Immediately an angel of the Lord struck Herod down, because he did not give the glory to God, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God kept on increasing and multiplying. So Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem when they had completed their mission, bringing along with them John Mark. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Holy and righteous God, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are and who we are to you that we are indeed the children of God. Thank you, O Lord, for this reminder, these reminders today through your word about how you take the enemies, the ones that we think of as so strong and mighty and powerful. We are so intimidated sometimes by the enemies in our world and in our life and in our own hearts, O God. So intimidated that we at times make them into idols that cause us to quake and to tremble. But you remind us, that you have power even over the things that we think have power over us, that you are all powerful and that you will defeat our enemies. Those that we once thought of as strong and mighty and undefeatable, you have the power to break their arm, to strike them down, to scatter them, and to make them properly size in our minds so that we don't live and walk in intimidation, but recognizing that we are indeed your children. We thank you, O God, for your protection and for your favor. We thank you, O God, for your correction, O God. The way that you show us that you are God through blessing us, but also through chastising us. We see that you are indeed the sovereign Lord. And God, we ask that today by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would search us again, search us anew, show us where we ought to turn and how we ought to change, where we must confess and where we must forgive, O Lord. Help us, O God, to be Christians, not in name, but in our heart, in our reality, in our being, in our thinking. Help us to really be followers of your way, O God. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you, O God, for this reminder that in life, our days testify to your goodness, but also in our death, our days testify to your goodness. Every bit of who we are, all that is happening in our life, O God, the parts that are seen and unseen, all must bow the knee to you, all must work together for our good. Even if we know that they are not good in reality, they must get on board with your agenda. And this, O God, gives us comfort in both life and in death, that there is nothing that can snatch us out of the palm of your hand, and that we are indeed your people, and that you are making all things new, and we are part of the all things that are being made new. We thank you, God, for your mercy and your kindness and your compassion. And we thank you for this reminder in the ways in which you rescued the Apostle Peter. While you, in your sovereign will and judgment, made a decision in that moment, O God, to bring him from a place of shackles into a place of freedom. We thank you, O Lord God, that you did this. And it is a reminder of what you do day in and day out in the life of the believer. You take us from bondage into freedom. You take us from lies and delusion into truth and reality, holy and righteous reality. We thank you, O God, that you are indeed setting the captives free this very day. Continue, O God, to set your people free in all the ways that we need to be set free. And we thank you, O God, for the testimony of this servant girl of Rhoda and her words, reminding those who were filled with disbelief that Peter was there. And God, that sounds familiar. That reminds us of the words of women that would come before Rhoda that testified of the risen Savior. Would you, O Lord, make us attentive to the words of those who are filled with your spirit, who know you for themselves, who point to you constantly, and yet we disregard them. And God, we are mindful today of those low in our social caste system, servant girls like Rhoda, and women in our society who proclaim that they have seen the apostle, that they have seen the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you forgive us and correct us that we might hear your words coming from all of your people that point us to who you are? Thank you, O God, that you make all things new, that you are making everything work together for our good, and that you're causing us even now to hear the words from the lips of those that our society says we ought to ignore. Thank you, O Lord, for the great and wonderful and new thing that you're doing in and through your people. It is in your precious name that we pray. Amen and amen.
0: What if we stopped and listened to the movement and unfolding of God's plan around us? Making Room in Advent by Betty Dickinson is an invitation away from the chaos and into the space where God is at work. Join Betty as she moves through the story of Jesus' birth and the stories of the many people that were part of the journey. Each page of this 25-part devotional is filled with an original painting that will fill you with hope and wonder during the Advent season, as well as offer spiritual practices, breath prayers, and reflection questions that allow you to truly make room for God's